Are you a professional optimized business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalize your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customize your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Is driving it! What a hit from Melina Rez! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick! Meet him up, 1-0! Hello and welcome to another week of Radio W. Yes, we did take a break, because we're allowed to, and I enjoyed the break. Because I think a break... Uh, I'm Pekil Frimpong, by the way. <laughs> uh, a break, you know, just allows us to recalibrate and refocus yeah. on what the journey of Radio Dub's going to be while mm. the dub is off. And as we are a Forza MPL Victoria podcast yeah. on the side, mm. plus a Food Savari podcast. For many things. Exactly. Yeah. It's only appropriate that we that we take a week off and we come back and we, we discuss that topic. Recharge. Exactly. And re-energize. As yeah. always, I'm joined by Oscar Rutherford. Uh, Oscar... The dub is over. It's obviously. done. It's done. Had a great season. It was a great journey. Lots of twists and turns. And we, were? we were here to chronicle it. We were here. So the whole you, way, really. If you really want to feel the emotions of uh, the dub season again, check out the pod. Some some good stuff in the archives. Uh, but NPL Victoria, you obviously do commentate the league. Mm. How have you seen the league so far in, in the competition? Well, it's been it's been an interesting start to 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 the MPL Women's Victoria this season. I mean, it's not the first time that we've seen this dynamic of waiting for the uh, the A League women's players to to return to their respective club sides. So we've kind of I, I don't know how much to read into what we've seen in the first couple of months because that that will shift significantly as we see some high caliber individuals returning to their respective clubs. Of course, most notably, I think so far we've seen Preston Lyons, who've announced Emma Checker and Caitlin Torpy, who are some huge names. Uh, Berlin have, have got Maya Markovsky, Tiff Eliadis, Paige Zoyce, all of these players, Grace Taranto. And, and they're not the only club. You can really go through most teams and you'll see more players uh, uh, being recruited and I think that will improve the quality of the league significantly. I think it will make it more challenging for some of the perhaps less established sides uh, to, to maintain their really good start to the season. And I think that that's been the other key takeaway from the first couple of months of the NPR women's season is that we've we've had a real surprise package or two, most notably Burundara, who are flying at the start of the season, six wins from their first eight. Now four points clear, plus a game in hand, ahead of Alamein in second. Alamein, who I wouldn't have picked to be second either. So kind of some of the, the bigger clubs, the more established, the likes of South Heidelberg, Calder, a bit lower down, which is which is surprising, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that be equalised out a little bit, perhaps as those new recruits filter in and start to have an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I'm, I've been pleasantly su- surprised by a lot of the the prom- the newly promoted teams because mm. they've done a really really good job so far and because I think the the key thing for a lot of the uh, the newly promoted sides is their ability to to just hold hold on uh, and get as many points as they can before 
the the large influx of A-League women's players comes on because that can be the defining factor of your mm. season, the ability, how well you're able to play without uh, those kinds of players in the competition and you need to capitalise. But you know somebody who's who knows more than Oscar, you or I, <laughs> about the competition? Just me, yeah. Plays no, in enough. it week in, week out. Yeah. New import. You know, I, I we have had massive success with the American imports here on mm. the show. We've had great interviews and I feel like we're in for another one. And we're lucky enough to be joined by Delaney Lindell from the Preston Lions. Delaney, we know there were some technical difficulties trying to get you on. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I feel like such a boomer now. I am usually really <laughs> good at doing you know, technical things and it just was not working. But no. I'm glad we got it on. No, I see. I, I don't. I wouldn't even blame you. I'd blame us because I just think that obviously us. Us, no, us. I don't Oscar, recall taking any responsibility for the technical side. It's a team side. effort. Here. Sure. Okay. When the guests can't get come on to the show, it's our fault. Understand well, that. It always is. Delaney, obviously, you're playing for the Preston Lions this season. Such a big club club in Australian football, and they've had a resurgence, and the, the club has gone through lots of changes. And the women's program has gone leaps and bounds and got better and better. How is how nice has that been for you to come into a system like that under a coach like Dan? Yeah, um, when I was first speaking to Dan and he was telling me about all the leaps that have been made this year by Preston as an entire team, I was so impressed. Um, he's just said that they've put a lot of work this year specifically into the women's program, and I love to be a part of it. I'm coming obviously from the U.S., from the college programs where – there is a lot of money involved in a lot of the different teams. So coming into it, there wasn't really a drop off of quality um, in that front. And so that's really impressive, I would think, because what I've heard is other clubs don't really have the kind of support from the community and from our owners as Preston does. And so I feel really lucky to be a part of a team that has that. You mentioned Delaney coming from the, the college system in the US. I was wondering if you could just, I guess, kind of walk us through I guess your background and how you ended up playing for Preston in, in, in Victoria all the way from, from all the way over in America. Yeah. Um, so I played soccer obviously since I was a little baby and then went all through the college program, wanted to continue playing and it's really hard to do in the U S there's really only one league. And if you don't make that one league, you're just kind of SOL. So I knew that I wanted to keep playing. And so I just kind of sent my tapes everywhere and met a couple of people out here, made some good connections, who um, ended up giving me Dan's phone number. He actually messaged me on Instagram, and that's how we um, finally connected. But he seemed great. Like I said, the club seemed very professional, and I just wanted to keep playing. I love soccer. It's what I meant to do. It's still my favorite thing in the world. So I just knew my time wasn't done yet, and I'm so glad that I found a club that can help me continue to play. Had you heard much about football in, I guess, specifically Victoria, let alone Australia? Because, of course, we have had a number of players who, who come from the college Oscar, system and the NWSL. Had, of course, of course yeah, well, NPL Victoria is the centre of the football it, universe. It is. You That's understand true. this. Of course, we, she heard about we, us. We do have that saying that we are the centre of the universe. It's true. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, as we know, I am American. And when you're American, we only know what's going on in America. So. <laughs> we like the self-awareness. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm very sorry. I did not know. I did know about W League, but I did not know um, about the feeder teams and what goes on below it. But I love, I think it is incredible that you guys have a 
a level of soccer that the girls can play at that's kind of in between. And so girls that are coming back, girls that are wanting to go there, I think it's very impressive that you have a middle layer because in the U.S. we don't have a middle layer. And that's a massive shame because girls finish college, they have nowhere to go, and there's so much quality left to be had, and they just have to stop playing. So NPL Victoria, go off. Um, <laughs> a very so I'm glad that I got out of my little bubble and got to come out here and figure out what it's all about. No, we, we love that because not only did you choose NPL Victoria, but you chose Melbourne as a state. And mm. that's just – feels Melbourne's like just you, you're collecting – Oh, Melbourne is the state. Everywhere else in Victoria besides it's not Embarrassing really. Embarrassing for you. Yeah, ah, God. Ah, you know, Power through. Everybody knows I don't know my geography like that. <laughs> everybody knows it. Victoria as a state, thank you, Oscar, uh, is fantastic. We're happy to have you. In terms of the competition, what's been the biggest learning curve that you've had while being here? Hmm. It's a good question. I would say soccer-wise, specifically for me personally, I'm actually playing a new position on this team. So that's definitely been my biggest learning curve. I've always played defense um, and we play in a three, five, two right now, or however you want to say it. And so Dan's been having me go in the wing back position because I like to run. Um, but that's brand new to me. I never really crossed the half line before this in my life. I was, if I were in a three, five, two, I would be in the three in the center backs or I would be in the outside back. I'm very thankful because I do like it because I do like to run, but it definitely has been an adjustment. Um, and we've been lurking a lot after trainings on my left footed crosses as well, uh, because I am, I learned my left foot my whole life. Obviously we all do, but I am dominantly right footed. And so I've been very thankful to work on my left foot. Um, but there's definitely still a learning curve with that. I'm sure that center forwards would agree with my delivery. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you like playing on the left so you're able to cut in? Because I know like the some players, depending on their foot, they like they prefer to play on that side and just you know get that outside line. Do you enjoy cutting in and just being able to? Are we going to see you just like whip a shot just like from outside the box on your right foot? Right um, foot? We are because I literally last night got Dan was like, "You keep hitting it with your left foot, your right foot, and you keep complaining to me. Why don't you just hit it with your right foot and cut in?" And I was like, "Well, sir." I didn't think about that. So <laughs> now I will. So yes, now we will see that. <laughs> I mean, it seems like you're having lots of fun here here in Australia. I mean, outside of, of football, what's been the biggest adjustment and what have you enjoyed the most about living in Melbourne? Yeah, I mean, the biggest adjustment is just obviously being very far from my friends and family. Um, it's not exactly a little quick little plane flight that you can just get on. It's a big trip. Um, so that just like being kind of by myself in that way has been a bit of an adjustment um, because I did go to school really close to where I grew up. I was like an hour away, half hour. So I got to go home a lot. Um, honestly, the the accents <laughs> is kind of a big adjustment mm. because I know we speak the same language, but sometimes with certain, dare I say, bogan people, it's, <laughs> it is a little bit like I kind of miss what we're saying sometimes. Are you calling out anyone at Preston in particular no. when you make that comment? Yeah, Delaney, who are you, who are you throwing um, shots at? No, honestly, no one at Preston. Um, but I have met some people outside of Preston that I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, man. Is it, sorry. Is it a case of where we've just got to slow down our speech? Because I, I am like prone to this where I'll speak way too fast mm. and the words will just become mush. Meld together. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, especially with the accent. Is that the tricky part? I would say it's not even that because I talk really quickly. It's that you guys abbreviate everything. 
And so <laughs> catching on to like when people were saying Arvo, yeah. I was like, that sounds like a cartoon character. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I don't know. So there's just a difference in the dialects there. I'm trying to think of other things. I feel like Australians just want the easiest, shortest yes. way to say all of what they're saying. So I just try to think of what's the easiest way. That's probably what it means. Exactly. We are not. We would never, as a nation, pass the English uh, exam. I'm going to be really honest right. with that. We would. We just wouldn't. <laughs> we, if it was a speaking, we wouldn't pass it because we do cheat on mm. a language that we've known for a very long time. But we'll get better one day. One day we'll pass that English test. Well, well, hey. I don't know where that optimism comes from. <laughs> one day we've got a standard. I believe in the kids. Follow it. We're going to continue to make life difficult for people like Delaney to understand what we're going on about. Yeah, but no, look, I like like it. Okay, well, I'm glad you like it. The your, your team at Preston, though, they've undergone some pretty radical changes over the last really couple of weeks with some new inclusions coming from that top competition, the A-League women's. What's it been like as a player who, who, who's been in the squad for the first couple of months of the season, having these new faces come in, providing fresh competition and with plenty of pedigree? Yeah, so um, we're all really excited to meet uh, Caitlin Torpy. We haven't met her yet because I know she's going going off at her um, national camp, which is awesome, and we're very excited to meet her. So we've really um, only had Emma at our last couple of trainings, but it has been awesome. She's You can just tell that she's such a leader. Uh, she has such a natural way that she communicates on the field and such a calm presence behind, and I think that that's brought a lot of um, she only played with us for one game, but she I think she really helped us slow the tempo in a good way because sometimes we're, you know, we are a hardworking team. And so when we win the ball, we kind of sometimes, you know, we want to go right after them. And Emma kind of helps us all relax. And she's a great player and we're excited to keep playing with her. I think that's something I noticed in the bullying game because obviously if you were just to look at the teams on paper, bullying were probably the favourites heading into that game with the amount of A-League women's players coming back. But I thought something about Preston is that you guys held on really well defensively in your structure and your shape. And I think that's something that we've become really familiar with Dan's sides, like throughout his time there, Preston. So, and also seeing Emran as a player who likes to play out from the back. Is that having a player of her calibre there as well? Does that help in that process of playing out from the back? Because obviously she plays that role in her A-League women's side. Have you really seen a change in that kind of style? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, just a lot of calm on the ball is really nice. She just, yeah, she gets it. Her and Tin, we have to give a shout out to Tin Fanua. She's also fantastic with her feet. And they were just having some back and forths. And um, it's really nice to have so many people back there now that feel really confident on the ball. Yeah, I think, I think that that did make a big difference in the bullying game specifically. I believe um, I was rewatching the game and the announcer said David versus Goliath. Um, was what we were seen as going into the game. So I liked it. It was fun. I mean, you mentioned how excited you are for Caitlin Torpy to arrive at the <sighs> club. Just speaking on behalf of Kerr and myself, we're uh, so excited for Caitlin Torpy to be playing. We're a fan playing. club. We're a fan we're, club. We're, we have no are, shame. We have no shame. I don't know if we're founding members, but we're certainly key members of the Torpedo the fan board. club. We're on the board. And I mean, if, if, if you want to learn something about playing fullback, I think Caitlin Torpy's got pretty much every trick in the book down pat. You know, we're big fans. We're big fans of the torpedo. We're waiting for a torpedo goal. A Delaney Lindau goal would be nice. Now, Delaney, goal-wise, now obviously you said you didn't, you didn't usually go past the halfway line. Now that you're breathing a new set of air on the other side of the pitch, do we have a goal celebration in mind if that's to to come? Is there a feeling? or? Well, uh, let it be known I did score a goal 
Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, I, I just had you. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, totally fine. I did. Yeah. But no, I'm so bad at goal sellies. Um, like I said, it's too new and it's very overwhelming. So all that happens is I usually just as when I scored uh, Miri to no surprise had assisted it. And all that I can think about is running to the person that assisted my goal. And so I just ran right over to her and everyone crowds you. So I just like the little bear hug. And then I try to remind myself to just slow down on the jog back so that everyone gets a break because that's also the hard part. But do you have any rec- uh, requests for a goal, Sally? I'm taking. We don't have one, but we will. We will. We will get back to you on that because requests. We will. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like if Delaney's going to do one, we're going to give you. It's a, huge, we're going to yeah. think about it. The brains trust you. We're going to think about it. Yeah. Get with you a yeah. really great one. We don't want you to. We don't want the celebration to not match the goal, the level of the goal. Okay, so we're going to give you. I don't know if Radio Dub has like a hand signal yeah, or something. We're thinking about that. So maybe if I if it's like a scrappy, not great goal, then it's a smaller celly. Yeah. But if it's just an screamer, then a big celly. Exactly. Is that what I'm? That's 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 okay. that's how we're feeling about it. Now you spoke about Miri. Now, when I see Miri play football, it's just it, it's honestly just it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. Because she's so good on her feet, and I know that like. From lo- like as soon as she turns around and she gets the ball in the middle of the park, I just say everybody starts get goalkeeper be ready because she could shoot from anywhere and she probably would make it. How nice has it been to play with a player of her quality in the midfield where she just kind of dictates the way the game goes? It is so nice. Yeah, she's very reliable when she's on the ball. You know that the turnover is probably not going to happen which is really nice because I can just start running and I won't have to track back because I know that she's going to hit wherever I'm going. So, yeah, it's been really nice to have someone that's as um, confident and good on the ball. And I love, yeah, that she can just rip a shot from anywhere. Again, I was watching a game back where she was taking a free kick and the announcers were like, oh, there's no way that, you know, I know Nishimura likes to take a lot of, you know, shots on this, but there's no way she's going to shoot this. And then she shot it and scored back post. And it was... (laughs) Never, never doubt Mary is what yeah. we've learned. She's she's great. I think I did the. You guys played Southern United, I think at uh in where are my days. I live in this area, in that area. Salandra, Salandra Boulevard, Salandra. I don't <laughs> know. Recreation was <laughs> And I think she scored in that game as well. And she's just like magical to watch. Just to, just her playing ability. But that's something I really like about this Preston team is that the work rate of this side and and obviously I don't know if the players in the competition like the players that have in this squad have been there for a while have discussed with you the competition kind of does make it make a bit of a, a turn uh at this point in the season with all those players coming back from the competition what's the mindset like in a, in a newly promoted team that obviously they're I'm sure you guys have got internal expectations but Maybe outside noise, they don't have a lot of expectations for your team. How? What's the mindset like in the team at the moment? Um, to be honest, we we don't really acknowledge it too much more than we have to because, frankly, every game is the same. We we have to enter each game with the same mentality of just taking it as hard as we can. We know the squad that we're bringing in, and that's all that we can really worry about. So obviously, sometimes you know, will be pointed out this person's quick over here or, you know, this team likes to do this. But there's not much that we can do to handle what the other teams are going to bring to us. All that we can do is work on what we're bringing to them. So not much, I should say, has really changed. Um, 
as I said, Emma's definitely brought a little bit of intensity, which we love. Other than that, it's the same. We're just, we're out here to work every day and whoever the opposition brings doesn't change that. Now, Delaney, I'm going to, this question can be hard. It's not going to be. I I think think you can, you're going to ace it with full marks. If you were to describe your game to somebody who's never seen you play, how would you describe it? Oh, that is kind of hard. Um, you know, I've never, I've never been described as flashy. It's just kind of consistent and steady, I would say, which I guess is what you want out of your defender. Um, it's just, I'm really hardworking. I will not stop running the whole time. And I just try to be as consistent and predictable as possible. Um, feeds back into the learning curve a little bit. If I'm going to play offense, I need to be a little bit unpredictable. (laughs) Um, But that's how I would say I am. Um, I'm intense. I don't know if you can tell that either. We we (laughs) appreciate it. We appreciate it. (laughs) I'm intense. I'm competitive. Um, I'm trying to be as positive as I can. And I'm just really hardworking. Um, And that's uh, how I would describe it probably. You may, we were talking before about Miri Nishimura in the team. I did just want to go back to the team dynamic because there's something that I find particularly interesting about this Preston team, which is what we've seen sisters play in teams before. It's not too often that you have three, three players sharing the same name, three Fanuas going at it at one time. At any one point in time, for the majority of the game against uh, Berlin, there you was see, Delaney, over 25% Fanua was a Preston shirt. Delaney, you see what Oscar's done there? Is I, I was mistaken, and I thought only two Fanuas started <laughs> in the Berlin game, but Oscar's just tried to subtly take a dig at me on air. You know, you, you see, this is why you've got to pick your co-hosts yeah. carefully because they'll do this kind <laughs> of thing to you. And try to embarrass you. Go, Oscar. Continue. I was going to let that slide. No, no, if continue. you wanted to bring it up, that's no, fine. Continue, no, but, but look, I, I did want to ask Delaney about what, what it's like having, you know, a significant portion of your team all being from the same family. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, I definitely, going into it, Dan was like, wait till you meet the Fanuas. And he just kept saying, like, there's no one like them. And he, he was like, I don't know how to prep you for them. You know, you'll just kind of see when you get there. And he was right. There's no way to prep for it. But it's awesome. I think if you're on the Fenuas, if you're on the same team as the Fenuas, you are very lucky. And if you are on the other team, you are very unlucky. Um, I would not want to play against them. They are fantastic. They're fiery. They're protective. They're smart footballers. They're awesome all around. Um, And so it's really fun. But yeah, you got to... Don't get in a tiff with the Fenuas, for sure. There was a bicycle attempt, wasn't there, as well, in, in the game against uh, Berlin from, from one of the sisters that was very dramatic. I was very impressed. And, and, you know, just back to your point, Delaney, about the don't get in the way of the Fenuas. I think in the game as well, one of the Fenuas got knocked down and the other and Fenuas the, were converged. there like the Avengers. <laughs> it was so quick. They, it's like they just had a signal, like a bat signal went up in the air <laughs> and they all just converged on the area. It was... I, I knew, you knew at that moment, step away mm. from the Fenua sister, you're trying to get mm. out of this game alive. And I, I, I love and I appreciate that. Delaney, I want to just ask you quickly, because we have to do research on this show. We're, we're you know, we're professionals. Professional, professional operation, yeah. Professional operation here on Radio no Dub. Absolutely. Now, the, you've got the numbers on TikTok. Explain to <laughs> us 
how we get the numbers for our radio dub non-existent TikTok. This is what you do. You post a video of something really, really embarrassing. Yeah. And that's the best content. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had one. It actually isn't me. People aren't going to believe that, but it actually isn't me um, in the video. But it was really funny. A girl just on my college team just really messed up. Is this the goal? Is this a goal one? The the goalkeeper. Yeah. We were trying to figure out if that was you or not. We we were like, is that Delaney but, but or this not? This is huge. Delaney just said, I just threw one of my teammates under the bus and have made their clip go viral. <laughs> no, no. Uh, now everyone's seen them mess up and give away a goal. It's okay. I mean, like, no part of me thought that that video was going to go viral. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> And then I, I woke up the next day and, yeah, like 2 million views. And I was like, um, But, yeah, just post some, like, funny content. Any content of you doing anything embarrassing, okay. that's what people like to see because that's more relatable. I mean, everyone's messed up, so it's funnier. Like, if you post something of you doing su- something super cool, for the most part, people on TikTok, I should say, because I feel like they're mostly 13-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, They like things, so... No, we've got a lot of embarrassing stuff. That's we've said a lot of embarrassing stuff here on Radio Dub. <laughs> but guests don't. We, you know, we bring the average down on the show. Don't don't, don't pull me into, <laughs> your, into your. You see, Delaney, it's, 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 it's another thing I've when you got no to think about when you're about. getting guests as well. Uh, when you're getting ho- uh, like a co-host, they just they never own up to anything. <laughs> never. It's just denying shameful. responsibility. They just don't. Uh, none of the responsibility on them. It, see, Delaney's not that type of teammate though. No, you would take. You're responsibility. right. Delaney would be a much better teammate than me. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I think evidently Preston and Delaney taking control of the socials at this point in time because whatever the the, the special source is, they've got it. It's they've in the it. team. They've got it. <laughs> I got to put Miri behind the camera a little bit more, and then that'll be perfect. Yeah, that would everyone. Be perfect. I, I want to ask Delaney before you before we let you go. We didn't stop interrupting your night. What of the Preston kits? Because I'm trying to decide which Preston kit that I want to get. Which is the best of the Preston kits that I should get? Oh, I am a sucker for oh go can you hear me? Did I just go out? No, no, we can still hear you. Okay, good. I'm a sucker. I think that red is the coolest sports color of all time. Um my high school, we were red and gold and Preston's red and gold. So wow. a little full circle moment. So I would say you gotta go red. However, I would say if you asked almost anyone else on my team, they like all black. So it's up to you, but I think that red is the sickest sports color, so I would go red. That's so interesting that the no I'm a massive fan of the white one. So okay, I okay. will okay, I will have a re examine because I did really like the white one. And but none of the options are bad. I'm a massive fan of the Preston kits from this season and I look forward to seeing them out there on the playing field. Mm. Uh who are you guys playing this weekend, Delaney? Oh, that's a good question. Oscar. That's embarrassing <laughs> for, for everyone. Bayside United, Friday Bayside. night, BT Connor Reserve. Oh, that's funny. See, I told you, I don't I don't like to think about the opposition. I'm yeah. coming into it with our team. We it's, like it. literally tomorrow night, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we like it. Delaney, have uh, good luck with the game tomorrow. Uh, thank you for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, when we see a goal celebration, we'll know that we'll, we'll come back to you with a yeah. really good goal we'll celebration. Let you know. We'll let you know. It'll be a tribute. If I look at the camera and if I point to it, just know it's for you guys. Oh. We, uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Uh, here on Radio Dub, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back and chat a little bit more uh, NPL Victoria action. Pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Palacios. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit. 
once again for sticking with us here at Radio Dub. Or if you're listening on the podcast, thanks for just coming to this section, if that's how it turns out. Probably not. You've got to big up the product. Nah, you, we, okay, we big up the product. Dude. We love giving doing... the MPL Women's Victoria some much needed coverage. Exactly. We love MPL Victoria. But we are also aware sometimes we just might, it might take a little while to upload. Oh, so you're saying you might not be listening to this because it might physically be unavailable. (laughs) Yeah, okay, fair. Exactly. That's Uh, more likely. We know the limitations of our show. Uh, But if you miss the first little bit, uh, shame on you. Uh, But thanks for coming back to this bit. Um, We spoke to Delaney Lindell from Preston Lions and we had a really great chat with her about the team. She was great, wasn't she? Yeah, she was great. Lots of fun. That's what we we love. Good energy. Good vibe. This is what we're talking about here. We... When we start talking about the NPL, we've got to get, you know, great people from the NPL on to talk about it. And that's the key for us. That's what uh, drives the competition. Exactly. and uh, Personalities. Well, this show doesn't drive the competition. We're pretty... Yeah, no, no. Pretty, th- this show is a vehicle for the personalities. Okay. Sure. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, while we just spoke about ourselves, like, we didn't have mics in front of us. Um... <laughs> So organic, this show. Making duck noises, by the way. Yeah, are we? No, just... Oh, in general? <laughs> let's power through. Move just on, move on. Talk about some of the games from the weekend. Do we want to start... What game do, we, do you think we should start with, Oscar? What do you, you... Well, because we did just speak to Delaney, do we want to start with the, the most recent game that was played on, on Monday night? FC Berlin Lions won, Preston Lions won. Yes, that was... What a fascinating game of football. Yeah. I thought... Like, heading into the game, like, if I'm honest, like, I thought when I saw the team sheet for Bullying, I was like, oh, Bullying will probably take the win out. Mm. But I didn't think it was going to be easy. And Preston definitely didn't make it easy. Not only did Bullying find it difficult, I think Preston also had opportunities themselves. I don't think they had, a, like, they obviously didn't have the predominant amount of options because Bullying are side, you know, hold possession a lot, a lot of the time. But, nonetheless, I thought that the Preston players did really, really well. And they obviously took the lead and then it went to panic stations for all the bullying players and then they offer Paige Joyce Corner, they uh, they equalised. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Looking at the team sheets and you see the inclusions of, of Maya Markovsky, Tifeli Artis, Alani Anchevsky and you go, well, that... And even Grace Taranto coming on. And then later Grace Taranto and Paige Joyce coming off the bench, you're going, there's there's a quality gap. And, and I think you saw that in terms of who was controlling the game. But I was underwhelmed by Boleyn. I, I don't think that that's entirely like their fault insofar as it's inevitable that when you have a whole group of new players who join the team six, eight weeks into the season, that there will be a bit of an adjustment period. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, and I think we caught them right in that adjustment period because it looked like the, the, there, there was a visible disconnect between you know the front three or Markovsky, Eliadist and, and Janczewski, who weren't necessarily the, the front three, but th- those three and kind of the rest of the squad, I felt, in terms of the, the connection just wasn't there and there was a lot of long balls from the likes of Alex Natoli and saying just go do something with it hopefully that will change over the next few weeks there'll be a bit more method to the way that they're progressing the ball up the field but but on the whole I, I think that there's a bit of work for Caitlin Friend to do to make the the new players integrate with the system yeah I thought that uh with I I saw what you're saying I think it came a lot more at the the more they were chasing the win throughout the game because I thought in the opening half they were a lot more cohesive in their progress, their um, attacking transition. And I, I th- 
think you, I thought you could see the clear distinct, you know, the defence and midfield and things like that. But uh, I agree with you as, as the game went further along, we saw Mayorkowski going further forward and that gap just growing and it was really difficult for them to build anything up. And that made a lot easier for Preston to defensively counter it because they were able to, to bring a player up because the passes just weren't going to reach um, with Preston. And I thought they used May Markowski interestingly when Grace Taranto came on mm. because I thought that you'd see Markowski through the through the middle and Taranto either in the like, you know, the 10 role or maybe out wide. But seeing Grace Taranto play essentially as the nine, or more of a false nine really, that was quite strange. I, I, I don't know how many times they'll go back to it or if it was just a case of let's just bring on all our best attacking players mm. and see if we can get a goal out of this game. I I don't think I would want – I don't enjoy seeing Grace Taranto play in that position. I just don't think that's what suits her game and we don't see the best out of her abilities there. So it'll be interesting to see what Caitlin Friend does to – tweak that system and get it more balanced with all the players that have come back into the squad? Well, I think it was an, a concession of the way we're getting the ball up the field as we're hoofing it long and hopefully Grace Taranto can be that target who can take the ball down and incorporate the rest of the attack, which was which is the limitation of the lean. And yeah, for both sides, the vast majority, if not all, chances came from transition moments and set pieces. Uh, and, and that's kind of how we got the goals, except Preston, to be fair, their goal, there was a bit of build-up there, and it was uh, quite a nicely taken goal, albeit coming from a somewhat defensive error from Berlin. But yeah, it was uh, it, it was good. It was it was it kept my attention. It was captivating. And then we got a couple of goals right at the end to top it off. Yeah, it was really, really good game. And I think let's switch... Uh, Credit to Preston, though, by the way. Emma Checker looks really good. I think that she, she you can see the, the quality that she, that she has, particularly yeah. at this level. No, absolutely. I think the next game we should go to... Let's head to the Alamein baseline game because I did that game. Sure. Uh, wow. That's essentially the crux of the game. I, in a short, I think Bayside probably should have won that game. I think two poor, like, one defensively, the first goal, the Elena Vatke goal, where she, um, uh, she essentially is back to goal, just chips it over the keeper, which is a, like a magnificent goal. Uh, that one is just like a defensive lap where they kind of fall asleep, uh, Alamein, yeah, sorry, Bayside, fall asleep. And then the second one, I actually just couldn't explain to you what happened. Uh, it was... It <laughs> go was, on, give a go at describing it. Uh, it was just a case of sometimes when you're, you're a side that are typically going to sit on the bottom half of the table and you're coming close to, you can feel, you can feel the wind coming and you try and try and try to take as much time out of the game as possible. And sometimes in the instances when the ball is in front of you as a goalkeeper, instead of wasting time, you just kind of got to pick the ball up. And the lack of awareness of where the other Alamein players were allowed uh, Lena Vatke just to knock it at the feet of, I've just forgotten the Bayside goalkeeper's name. Uh, Maestorovic. Thank you very Coco much. Coco Maestorovic, yeah. yeah. And Coco Maestorovic just made an error that it can happen. It just was very chaotic. And obviously we've got two red cards. The first one for uh, Salsa for Bayside in the first half of pulling Sydney Allen. She kind of had a limited game anyway, Sydney Allen. Uh, some big chances she did have. But uh, Maestorovic pulls up some really good saves bar that uh, poor defense, that poor goalkeeping judgment in close to the end of the game. Mm. I think Bayside, one of the teams who benefit from the expansion of the league, the the slightly more even spread 
of, of players and, and I've enjoyed seeing them a bit more competitive this season and to get a point away to Alamein and, and as, as the person who called the game to say that they probably deserve to win it, I think that's a really a credit to them in the way that the, the steps forward they've taken this season because Alamein have been good this season. They're second on the table. Yeah, no, I think the base side have got increasingly better and they've also got the new arrivals of the two Southern United players, uh, Isabella Fernandez and Sarah and, Johnston, and Sarah Johnston yeah. as well, who, Isabella Fernandez came in in the second half to replace Salsa, uh, well, Salsa's positioning at least, uh, and I thought she did a really, really good job mm. um, there. So they'll be interesting to see how their season kind of falls in line with with the new players that have come back. And it's a good point. It's not just the return of the A-League women's players. There's movements between clubs as well. And we're kind of, you know, when we're each doing our commentary preps, uh, uh, kind of keeping track of who's gone where and they're not always announced very like cleanly on a, on a, on a Facebook page or anything. So it's uh, keeping track of all the moving parts and, and it feels like we're now getting settled into what we'll see for the majority of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you did the FE Emerging and Calder? Southern, Southern United, United, yeah. Sorry, Southern United game. The Calder played uh, South Melbourne. Yes. I'm sort of confused. Yeah, no, it was, and Southern United got a point. It was their first point of the season. It was their first point back in MPL Women's, their first MPL Women's point in almost five years. Uh, of course, that's not an entirely fair reflection because they have spent the majority of that time outside of the top flight. But nonetheless, a point and a deserved point at that, a really uh, interesting game at Knox where Southern United came from behind. They're another team who have had a whole bunch of, of new inclusions just over the last couple of weeks. Aaron Hudson yeah. in goal, Rachel Binning at the back, uh, Britt Dudley-Smith uh, up top. They're, they're all players who you saw the the increase in, in quality that Southern United had and that they, they were revitalised by it. It's interesting that they've got a new uh, new bunch of players in, but they've also some of their best, the, their better players in the early part of the season have all been have been pinched yeah. as well. So it'd be interesting to see if any more of their players get pinched because that's kind of the struggle for these teams that sit at the bottom of the MPL is that if they do have really good players, these more established and attractive sides, uh, they'll they'll come and they'll find your player and mm. yeah, they might just end up walking. So it'd be interesting to see how they're able to balance their whole season out. And then just to point on, on FE Emerging, I've watched the majority of FE Emerging and called a significant portion of FE Emerging's games so far this season. Are you their season. official commentator? Well, it feels like it at the moment. Nice. No, I'm constantly there at Knox. And, and you know, it's it's been a really interesting season. It's inevitable that you will have ups and downs when you've got such a young team. I do feel it is it is essential that I give a shout-out, though, to Alana Cordellino, who has been one of the most interesting or... or, or dangerous players for the first two months of MPL Women's this season. She's only 16 years old, and yes, the game is largely reliant on pace, but she's got this incredible determination that causes defences trouble week in, week out. She's scored, she's assisted, she's been critical to everything that FB Emerging have had. And then one more point is that the return of Silver Bell Morris over the last oh, couple of weeks, I'm really excited by. Yeah. She came on at half time. She's probably the shortest player on the pitch, if not one of the top two or three. She train on. She was a scholarship player for Western United yeah. throughout the season. Yeah, that, and that's why she's been absent. She came on at half time, despite her diminished stature, won four or five headers. It was crazy. She just reads the ball so much better than anybody else, and it's so much fun. It certainly is, and we apologise. We haven't been able to talk about the heidelberg Borondara game. But, wow, what a game. But next week, we, are, we will try 
and get someone from either Heidelberg or Burundara on the show to discuss their season so far. And uh, Burundara, just obviously we can't talk about them for too long because we are need to wrap up. But Burundara, tremendous work sitting top of the table uh, and sitting pretty at the top of the table with a game in hand as well. So it'd be fascinating to see how their season goes. So look forward to speaking to somebody from their team to discuss their season so far. But for now... Thank you for joining us on another edition of Radio Dub. If you missed the Delaney Lindale interview earlier, you can find that on Spotify and everything else. Uh, and you can listen to the full show as well. But from me, Pure Frimpong, Oscar Rutherford, thank you very much and uh, we'll see you next week. Pickett, she lays it off to Reza Polaris.